Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is David Smith, Hello. the Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. We're joined by Evelyn Stenzel with the Southside Pregnancy Center in Evergreen Park, a pro-life pregnancy care center. It started way back in 1984, Dave. Amen. Yeah. Evelyn, uh, Southside Pregnancy Center is pro-woman, pro-baby, provides at no charge to clients uh, food, health care, pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, what else? Diapers. A formula. Um, even pregnancy clothes for the moms. Yep. They have toys. They have all kinds of items. Counseling. Blankets, cribs, everything. Amen. Everything. And you give presentations about the work at the Southside Pregnancy Center. Give us some of the highlights of your equipped ministry well that ministry is for to equip people literally with resources and different things so that they can go out and present defense of the unborn and support of the unborn to those around them just absolutely ordinary people who's your main target everyone everyone honestly honestly everyone so but, uh, people of the church? Well, yes. So I would say most of my presentations are given in churches. Mm-hmm. And so, in a sense, I am preaching to the choir. Okay. But it is to equip them to talk to others. But everyone is welcome to the presentations to learn right there, not just to be an ambassador, but to learn for themselves Everyone as well. from teenagers up to senior citizens? Yes, for the adult program but I do also have a program for children okay so that would be basically it's for elementary school children however with tweaking it can go younger and it can go older and obviously you saw a need for this the south side pregnancy because you you say that you're preaching to the choir but the choir doesn't know the hymnal (laughs) you might say agreed okay Agreed. What I have found, and this is documented by the survey I give before and after, Ah. that people, many people, people who are pro-life, honestly are unfamiliar with abortion procedures, Mm -hmm. the impact of abortion, Mm -hmm. of course, on the unborn, but also on the mother Mm -hmm. and others who are associated with the unborn. And you, you mentioned that um, you even reach out to kids in elementary school. So how do you tackle the issue of abortion? Yeah, with young w- people. With young kids. Well, for young children, I don't actually talk about abortion because I want their parents to be the ones to explain that okay. to them. But I do have fetal models for various stages in the pregnancy that are like little baby dolls, yep. but they're very lifelike, Mm -hmm. that I pass around with the children so they can hold them. In fact, one little girl 
who was at one of my presentations is this was a sibling of a baby that was the same age pre-born ah. and so her grandmother who was one of the leaders got a snapshot of that so the child was so happy it was like she was holding her baby brother and i can see how this would disabuse the children of any notion that it's just a clump of cells exactly in fact they go home with a 10 to 12 week fetal model they nice. call to them i call it a baby doll mm-hmm and I have a little card in there about being fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. And then if they so choose, they can also have even a lapel pin, which has the little precious feet on them. The precious baby and feet. And it's important yeah. to explain that it's not a born baby reduced in size to the size of that pin, but it's the other way around. It's as it's maturing, it reached that size, mm. and it already reached that size at 10 to 12 weeks. Amen. So if uh, a child's mom is going to have a baby boy, this could really come in handy, I would think. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And they understand then from that what's going on. I also have what are called 4D pictures, where if you look at it one way, it's 3D, and you look at it from a different angle, it's a different 3D image. And the children love to look at that, and they can see the development all the way to the point of birth. Very important. I yes. have a question about the survey. What kind of questions are you asking in this survey? I'm very interested in that. I am asking people, um, for example, sadly, one of the, I, the ways of abortion is that the child is dismembered. Mm. People are unaware of that. Many people on both sides of the aisle, pro-choice, pro-life, are unaware. Yeah. And so one of the questions deals with are the unborn torn apart as part of an abortion procedure. And most people get that one wrong. They could write down unsure. Really? And they kind of wonder. Some say no, some say unsure. And th- I had someone say no in a live conversation with me mm-hmm. that was not at one of my presentations. In the survey, they will say unsure. Some no. I mean, some come in and they answer all the questions exactly as though they had already sat through the presentation. In second and third trimester abortions, often dismembered. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So if it's a surgical abortion, this is what's happening. Yes. One of the questions you ask is, can an abortion pill procedure, abortion procedure, be reversed? And a lot of people don't know the answer to that question, right? Or don't know where to point people. Okay, what it does, it's a two-pill process. First pill stops the progesterone flow to the baby that the baby needs for nourishment and so forth. Then there's a second pill that expels the baby after it's died, and then you have a third visit to make sure there's nothing left in the womb that would cause an infection. If a woman takes what's called an abortion reversal pill, Mm -hmm. ASAP, after she's taken the first of those two pills, Mm -hmm. after the mifepristone, she can, ideally, the flow of progesterone from that pill would be restored. Would be restored, and the baby, in most cases, can be saved. The key is it has to happen as soon as possible. Right. The time frame given is 24 to 72 hours, but obviously, the sooner you do it, the, better. the less of the original pres- progesterone has been stopped. 
and the woman is essentially flooded with progesterone, which results in many cases a perfectly healthy baby. Yeah, so it can be restored, and yes. people need to know this because yes. um, there may be somebody who regrets taking that even first pill and doesn't believe they have another option. Right. If you just go to abortion pill reversal or some paraphrase of that. Yep. We'll put it in the show notes. You can get the all information you need. There's a hotline you can call to put you in light in connection with a doctor who can help you. Excellent. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but if, if you've taken that pill for an abortion and then you try to reverse it, mm-hmm. are there some side effects uh, to the child uh, that is born after that you know, after you've taken those two medications? You wouldn't have taken the second medication yet. It w- this reversal happens after the first one. And to my, well, some don't live, so that would be a side effect. But the majority, if you do it really soon, do live, and they can be perfectly healthy. Yeah. How do men react to your presentation? Well... One day when I was teaching it at my church to my Sunday sc- or su- adult Sunday school class, at the moment I started, there were only men in the room. The women happened to come late, so they did arrive. But I said to them, oh, isn't it ironic? We're going to be talking about pregnancy, and there are only men in the room right now. And in unison they said, it takes two to tango. <laughs> <laughs> so, and That's right. Honestly. I seem to recall that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, they were transfixed with some of the videos that I showed. I was very impressed that they were so completely attentive. So, yes, there's a very good response from the men. That's just one illustration, but they're, I've been met in other presentations as well, and they do that. Let me ask you this. Well. So, w- with the statistics being that so many women, one in five women have an abortion, or one in four now? One in four. Four? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're bound in inter- you know you're bound to have someone in the audience that may be post-abortive. And what kind of help can you offer someone who is post-abortive, regrets, repented, whatever, but still is grieving, going through the grieving process? I have various websites that I give on my handout. By the way, I do have a handout that's six pages long wow. that lists. A variety of resources in multiple categories. Can we put that in the show notes too? Sure. Good. One of the resources actually ties in with Southside Pregnancy Center, and that is we have a chapter of Deeper Still, mm-hmm. which um, is a ministry that offers free weekend retreats to women who have had abortions and the men who have fathered children lost to abortion. They have you know, various retreats, they have training resources, referral. Just go to the, you know, our website will direct you further. But people have given testimonies of how immensely helpful that has been so they can move on with life. We don't want to overlook that because it's going to be prevalent in our culture. Right. And as Christians, we believe God can restore us. Um, God forgives. His, His mercy is more than our sin. There's a song I should, right. you know, his mercy right. is more, you know. And one of the things I mention in my presentation is we have a loving God. Amen. And he does forgive all sin. Amen. 
And think of the Apostle Paul. I mean, he was literally murdering Christians. Right, right. We're going know? through acts in our church and right now, so yeah. God forgave him for killing his own people. Yep. You know, so if God can forgive the Apostle Paul, he can forgive everyone. Amen. Just That's as an example. Good. You know? You talked about men and women in your program and even elementary kids, but I think a tough audience might be like kids in high school where they're going through the government school pro-abortion sex ed and they've been indoctrinated. So how do you deal with that? I think the best way to deal with anyone who's been indoctrinated, and there's a lot of indoctrination that goes on, even to people who will say they are pro-life, they don't even realize how indoctrinated they are mm. into pro-choice. Give them the facts. Give them the truth. They often don't want to hear it, unfortunately, because it just blows their minds. Mm. <laughs> but if you give them true information, visuals, data, statistics, descriptions, just facts. <laughs> you can start to turn their minds onto reality. Amen. I imagine they'll. You you may get the comment. Maybe I'm wrong here. Oh, I never heard that before. I hear that a lot. <laughs> and you just again, the handout that I have has so many resources. So whatever their question is, just look up a category. And there you'll find a resource that will give you a variety of answers to your concern. The information is out there. It's just a matter of connecting people to the information. And frankly, that's one of my goals. Amen. Is to just educate people. Equip because, them. Exactly. That's why it's called equip. Exactly. <laughs> well, before exactly. We, before we take a time out here, how do people connect with your ministry? Yeah. You can go to our website, which is beavoiceforlife.org. Beavoiceforlife.org. And if you want to go shortcut it right directly to the equipped ministry, just do forward slash equipped at the end. All right. Be a life. Be a voice for life. Be a voice for life dot org slash forward slash equipped. Equipped. All right. Good. Thank you, Evelyn. We're going to take a brief time out and continue our conversation with Evelyn Stenzel with the Southside Pregnancy Center in Evergreen Park. And uh, we've got some other things to talk about related to the life issue and uh, uh, how to kind of address some of the issues in our culture related to the life issue after this. With a woman to look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. According to Kara Buckley in the New York Times, a growing number of tiny forests are appearing across urban areas in the U.S. In addition to absorbing carbon dioxide, reducing water runoff, and providing homes for wildlife, tiny forests can help lower temperatures in places where pavement, building, and concrete surfaces absorb and retain heat from the sun. The concept was pioneered by a Japanese ecologist, and it proves that people are really the best stewards of nature. What the world needs is not some return to a vast, unspoiled wilderness by 
massively reducing the human population, as so many suggest. Instead, it's creating space for people to use and employ their ingenuity, resources, and innovation to increase the fruitfulness of creation. Our screens and concrete jungles often disconnect us from God's creation, while our bad ideas about nature and the environment treat humans as if it's its biggest problem. But humans were created to care for the rest of creation. In fact, it's only humans that can. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Lurick here along with David Smith. I'm still here. The Executive Director of Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. We're speaking with Evelyn Stenzel with the Southside Pregnancy Center in Evergreen Park, a pro-life pregnancy care center started back in 1984. I'd been married four years in 1984. And Evelyn has a ministry called Equipped. Okay. Evelyn, first of all, how do people connect with that if they'd like to uh, learn about your ministry? What's the website again? Beavoiceforlife.org forward slash equipped. Okay. You'd like to be speaking in more churches. Uh, Yes. But there's some reluctance there. What's happening? Because abortion is kind of a hot topic right now. I think churches are concerned as to, well, what exactly is she going to come in and say? Yeah. So I have a solution for that. I have been giving my presentation right on site at Southside Pregnancy Center so that churches can come in and preview it. So then they know what I'm going to be saying. They know what the resources are. So people come in just for themselves because they want to learn the information or come in, so to speak, as an ambassador for their church to go check it out and see what would be happening when I come into their church. Good. Do you record any of these? Video record? Okay. All right. So um, what is your radius, though? Monty asks, you'd like to be in more churches, but I'm going to assume you don't want to go to Kansas. Um, so what is your radius of, of travel? What would you would you consider? Anything on the south side or the Southland? Um, I'd say maybe up to an hour and a half away. Okay. In decent travel. Okay. The thing is, what's interesting is, even though everyone should support their local pregnancy center, uh-huh. in reality, a lot of the people that come in to a pregnancy center aren't going to be from your its immediate surroundings. One of the main reasons is concern about confidentiality, privacy. They don't want others to know. They don't want to encounter people that they know. Mm. So they will travel a big distance. Churches that are further away that I speak to may actually have people who come to our Southside Pregnancy Center because they want that distance. Anonymous. Anonymous, exactly. You know, and the fact is also we're getting a lot of people from out of state. Definitely. So that is very, very true at Southside Pregnancy Center for sure. Okay. So you want to help equip anyone who is willing to learn and listen to you. And as a former teacher, you're you're kind of comfortable in front of people. Yes. So to make these presentations and um, youth groups, uh, teen groups, adult groups, senior groups. Any of these groups you're willing to get in front of and talk to. Yes. Amen. Thank you for doing that. You mentioned about uh, people coming from out of state. Mm -hmm. 
uh, to the Southside Pregnancy Center. Well, we hear all about people, women and young girls, coming to Illinois for abortions from surrounding states, you know. So are you post uh, Roe versus Wade, are, are you seeing a, an influx of people there at the Southside Pregnancy Center from women who might want to consider their options uh, about abortion? Yes. In fact, one of the reasons why they will come to Southside Pregnancy Center is they can't get in immediately all the time at an abortion clinic, and they know that Southside will provide some of the initial services, such as pregnancy test, ultrasound. And the good news is that a number of those women um, hear the gospel mm-hmm. while they're at Southside Pregnancy Center, and they hear about life-affirming options, mm-hmm. and many of them choose life. Amen. So that has worked in the favor of the babies. <laughs> you know what, what <laughs> the, the percentage is of the, the ladies who can, okay, or keep their baby versus adopt their babies oh, maybe? Oh, um, not that, but I can tell you that it's well over half that choose to give bring the baby to term. Okay. So that's but you're, you're seeing more potential clients. Exactly. When you talk about uh, life-affirming options, that could get you in trouble with the state. Well, that's because the, our Attorney General, Kwame Raoul, uh, wrote a new law, uh, the Deceptive Practices, uh, updating the Deceptive Practices Business Model Law, uh, which will say that um, if you are giving misinformation, quote-unquote, let's put that misinformation to women, deceptive practices, exactly, um, that you can be fined. Um, the, the pregnancy center could be fined up to $50,000. And, of course, some of our lawmakers in Springfield, the pro-lifers, asked, well, does that mean that if a crisis pregnancy center said life begins at conception, is that misinformation? And, of course, they avoided answering that question. Or is abortion a sin? Right? But even even has, legally hassling or, or bullying, if you will, to use the left's terminology, um, the crisis pregnancy centers by, by threatening a lawsuit or investigating or dragging you guys into court, that would tie you up from doing the ministry God has called you to do. And uh, it's, it's really tyrannical, the threat to have hanging over your head uh, of you, a volunteer, and all these other staff members at Southside Pregnancy Center or any other pregnancy resource center um, to say you guys are going to be hauled into court for quote-unquote misinformation for articulating what you believe deeply in your heart. How, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? It's unjustified. It's uncalled for. The pregnancy centers are there to support not just life for mm-hmm. the child, but well-being of the mother. Something that is very interesting that I've learned as I've done my studies, and David Reardon, a researcher, documents this repeatedly, that Having an abortion is a form of a trade. What you're trading is to have relief from whatever circumstance is causing you to choose abortion for what could be lifelong guilt, grief, 
and shame, which are the three most common emotions post-abortion. For men and women. For, yes, both, exactly, for men and women. So in the moment, you might have relief, but it's short-lived. And it does, that doesn't mean you will have those other emotions immediately. Some do. But for others, it could be years later when, for example, a woman is pregnant with a child she plans to keep and give birth to, and she sees the ultrasound, and then she realizes that the children, they were children, yeah. that she aborted previously, yeah. and then it hits her. So I have to tell you the story, way. too, because what you're saying here about guilt grief and shame um, resonates with me because I know of a young man who was raised by a single mom. Uh, he's in his 30s now. And um, through the, the miracle of DNA testing, he found his birth dad. And they connected. And the dad had no idea he even existed. 30 years later, and he had, the, in my, my book, the appropriate response of, of grief, I missed thirty years of bringing up this young man, you know, and um, but it's you know praise God they're reconnected now, and uh, but it's still I mean think about that, you know uh, how many how many how many men don't know that their child has been aborted or even born, you know anyway just just a thought, yeah and they do experience it's a result of a sin culture. Right. They do experience those emotions that are comparable to what a woman goes through. Absolutely. Um, and it can be, you know, things like depression. Mm -hmm. They can have post-traumatic stress disorder. Sure. Eating disorders, alcohol and drug abuse. Even Cutting. some will go in, look into pornography for relief sure. from this. Sadly... It, you know, men. I'm listing is for men and women, but even suicide. And if anyone wants to question that, oh, yeah. then why is it that so many of them occur on the anniversary date of the abortion? Oh wow! So Evelyn, in your presentation, when you're making this presentation, do you have a call to action at the end of what um, the participants can do? Yes, I actually have eight points. Okay. That I bring up to them. First can you run them over real quick yes. with us? Okay. First of all. One. <laughs> First of all, pray to stop abortion. We have an almighty God. Amen. He can work wonders. Amen. So that would be to pray to ch change the hearts and minds of those involved with abortion or considering abortion. And we so can forth. also pray for the um, medical staff, right? Right. Like they and have the, a change of heart like Abby exactly, Johnson. Exactly. Exactly. Um, also to share the resources that I provide with mm -hmm. others. That's right. That's right. And to help those in an unplanned pregnancy, it doesn't have to be through a pregnancy center. It can be direct. I have a friend who frequented a restaurant, and the waitress said to her, I'm pregnant. I don't know what to do. Oh, wow. And she, the, my friend befriended her, took her to her appointments, and so forth. So this woman had initially planned toward abortion, Mm -hmm. because she was not getting support, including from the father of the child, mm -hmm. but through the support of my friend That's right. and facts. Who was equipped. Given, yes. Who was equipped to help. Yes. Amen. She 
help this woman and the, she gave birth and happy ending you know but my friend stayed involved even after the birth of course to give her support so it'd be easier for her you know one of the biggest criticisms of the left of the pro-lifers is that we don't care uh, we only care that the baby is born and then after that we disappear but that's not true is it Evelyn no it's not at all like at Southside Pregnancy Center we have a baby boutique which is for after the baby is born for several years yes they can come in and get free clothes everything is free um, to the to the mothers, and they earn points by going to parenting classes, Bible studies, being mentored, those sorts of things that they use to, in a way, shop in the baby boutique. But they are also, as I said, mentored. Yeah. And and befriended, like you said. Right. They, they become friends, and when you build a relationship, you just don't walk away from somebody's right. life. Right. You're, you're there. Absolutely. You know, Years ago, someone said to me, if you do what's best for the mother, mm -hmm. you are doing what's best for the child. That's right. And I didn't fully understand it until I started researching this, and I saw how horribly negatively abortion impacts the woman mm -hmm. and the man and anybody associated with that child. But it was just astounding to me, and well, that's one of the things... I like to get I heard into in a the 12, presentation. In a 12-step program that hurt people hurt people, right? Yes. And, and so if a mother is hurt, we need to help her through that because we don't want that to trickle down, right, to, right. The, to the child. Right. So as to more ways to be pro-life, I would yes. say discuss the value of life. That's point number four. That's, discuss the value of life. And that's... Have these hard conversations. And not only have them with your peers... Yeah. Have them with your children. Amen. Don't and grandchildren, Evelyn. And grandchildren. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And don't say it just once. Yeah. It needs to be repeated because it doesn't, they don't forget, you know, bottom line. Keep it as a running conversation. I actually recall my mother getting into that topic with us. With um, We had some relatives who had conceived out of wedlock. And my mother explained to us how their lives were challenging because mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. We're delighted to have our cousins. Right, right. You know, but it wasn't easy. But my mother, you know, reinforced, you know, the importance of, of waiting, you know, to have children, but Amen. also how valuable they are once they're there. And we, Amen. of course, loved our cousins again. So, so you got to pass on those values to your kids and your grandkids. Yes, absolutely. Okay, number five. Okay, volunteer at a pregnancy resource center. And you may think, well, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Okay, I have the ministry equipped. But in addition to that, I'm a regular volunteer. For example, I happen to be good at proofreading. So I proofread newsletters and other items. I happen to have a hobby of making note cards. Handmade note cards are used, or, or I should say are given to the women and men who come to deeper still retreats. Amen. Whoever would have thought. So you know? Bible verses, words of encouragement, what do you put well, on the note cards? I actually decorate the cover, mm -hmm. but the inside is empty so that the people, the leaders at the deeper still retreats can write an individual message. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, when you speak of volunteers, what could a man do? Exactly. What can a man do? Yeah. We, For example, we have a man who was attending one of my presentations, who's a regular volunteer at Southside Pregnancy Center, he 
likes to fix things. Mm. And just like in a home, sure. you have things that need fixing. That need maintenance. In, exactly. Yeah. Maintenance, things in a building sure. that need fixing. He also is very handy with installing things. So we he put up just a rod and other shelving so that we could put some of the... Diapers and stuff like that. Yeah. Clothes. Formula. Clothes. Have a backup room for when it then would later go into the baby boutique. Yeah. They might need help moving something. Man's strength is great. <laughs> you, you need someone to take out the garbage, vacuum the floors, maybe do some dusting or stuff like that. Well, we do. We do have somebody who comes in and does our cleaning. Okay, but but, but volunteers are helpful. Did even just no do that? Any, you'd be amazed. Just if you call, you can call like Southside Pregnancy Center, or any pregnancy center, and just say. I would like to help. What are some things you need help with? Or reverse it and say, mm -hmm. here are them, some things I'm good at. Do you need this? IT help, whatever. So maybe maybe even, hey, I, I volunteer to bring some of the um, Southside Pregnancy brochures to my church. Definitely. You know, make um, people aware. You can, um, I would appreciate someone coming with me to help me with my presentation. Sure. So if to people have table. questions, yeah, yep. man a table when people come in. Help them to get settled in and fill out that survey. Sure. And collect, collect them yep. while I'm talking so I'm not delayed in anything, not there distracted. Mm -hmm. So little things like that even help. Excellent idea. Number um, six. Okay. Donate money to pro-life organizations. Absolutely. Because, yep. Yeah. We need items for the baby boutique, for example. But you need money to pay salaries, to buy supplies, to... The electric bill. Pay Pay the utilities, either rent or mortgage payments. Sure. That's very much needed and can never be underestimated, especially as in Illinois in particular, a number of conservatives have chosen to flee the state. Yep. So those who remain are even more important right. for financial support. That's right. And, and of course, you need um, technology. You need phones. You need... A software, you need all these things, and they all need to be updated every so often. I know that um, uh, you know techies tell me that you should update your laptops or your computers every three years. Here at IFI, we try to get away, get away with every five years, but you know these things are ongoing right. expenses. Right. All adds up. Yeah. Right, it does. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. All right. Number okay, seven. Seven. Contact your legislators to vote oh, pro-life. I love that one. So be aware of what's out there in legislation mm -hmm. with the help of Illinois Family Institute, sure. I might say. Well, and they need to hear from us, right, Evelyn? Right. They need to hear that it's not just everybody in their district is pro-abortion. No, there are pro-lifers in your district that care deeply about what's going on in our culture. They need to hear right. this. Exactly. Does, it, does it help to give these lawmakers a call if they have a pro-abortion voting record? wish that it would <laughs> you hope that it will and you aim for it to do that are you wasting I your time no they're they need to hear the dissenting voices they need, need to, to hear know. it because otherwise they're going to be led into believing their own propaganda that you know hey everybody agrees with my abortion stance no we don't and how about taking it a step further and talking directly with the legislator mm -hmm. because the one-on-one -on -one conversations might bring you further. That's right. Than just a so phone go to call. town hall meetings and, and 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 maybe make an appointment to exactly. meet with them. Yep. Exactly. And explain to them directly exactly what the situation with abortion. Many of them, I'm sure, 
are as oblivious mm -hmm. as your average person on the street. That's right. They're misinformed. And Speaking of misinformed, they yes. are misinformed. Yes. They've gone through government yes. schools. <laughs> so, Which leads us um, to number eight. Vote pro-life. You yourself to put the pro-life candidates into office. That's right. That's right. So if you have a choice between someone who's pro-life and says 15-week ban versus someone who says, I favor a heartbeat bill, which is a five-week ban on abortion, which is the best, better candidate? I would go with the heartbeat. That's right. Because you're saving more babies. That's right. And in fact, we want to see a culture which values life from conception on, not just a five-week or 15-week ban, but this is very important. Well, Evelyn, your equip ministry is just kind of really hitting the nail on the head about uh, what's happening in our culture and how we need to be informed and uh, react and respond to this whole idea of protecting the unborn and right. their moms. Yep. I've been asked, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Nobody else is doing it. Well, that's why. <laughs> There's a dearth. There aren't enough people out there speaking up, so here I am. Yeah. And I, my goal is to equip others so they, in turn, yes. can go and speak in different places. The I'd ripple love, effects. Yes. I'd love to have one or more interns and explain to them how to do this yes. so that they can also do it. What a great vision. You know, as Christians, we have to be concerned about the truth because Jesus said he is the way, the truth in the light. And so what you're doing is helping people, you're equipping their worldview with the truth. And as a former Colson fellow, you've graduated from that program, which is a rigorous uh, worldview program, excellent program. Uh, you're out there trying to make those ripple ripples. And you don't, you won't know the side of heaven, uh, what kind of an effect you have had, but I try, I, I believe it is having an effect, a great effect um, you're putting pebbles in shoes, as Greg Kunkel says, you know, and you're also changing hearts and minds in the process. So thank you, Evelyn, you're very for, welcome. for being part of this. And you've got a big event coming up. Oh, yeah. I do. On Thursday, October 5th at 930 in the morning, I'm doing another presentation. My first topic is how to be pro-life in today's culture, diverse pro-life resources. And so that's the presentation I'm giving. Anyone and everybody is invited. And where can they find you at? Um, 95th and? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. Southside Pregnancy Center is located on 95th Street in between Pulaski and Kedzie on the south side of the street. And what's their phone number? Do you know it off the top of your head? Hold on. Their phone number is 708-346-3468. Seven zero nine zero seven zero. All right. So for more information on this October 5th event that Evelyn is going to present at 930 in the morning, give them a call. 708-346-9070. And you could go with the extension four, which is specifically for events. Extension four. Excellent. All right. And I have two other topics that will eventually be presented. The second one is called Sledding Through Objections to Pro-Life. Mm. And the third one would be how, you know, so it's like you think abortion doesn't impact you, think again. Because it, how it impacts everyone. The whole culture. Absolutely. The, right. Our society. Absolutely. I think it 
will impact my Social Security and Medicare. <laughs> it does. Right. It, seriously, it yeah. does. Well, that, that includes also the birth dearth, which, you know, people are not having as many children anymore. Um, in Japan, they're upside down. I mean, they're, they are, they're supporting dozens of senior citizens with just a few workers, um, where, where it used to be, um, you know, that a few senior citizens are, were being supported by dozens of workers. And so it's, it's not good, not good. Well, you have this event coming up October 5th, okay, and uh, we're going to call 708-346-9070. And the website? Four. And the website again? Extension 4. And the website is beavoiceforlife.org forward slash, slash equipped. Excellent. We have a big event. Yes, on November 3rd, we're bringing in Eric Metaxas, a wonderful pro-life advocate uh, who has written a book, a challenging book, to the church saying, wake up, basically. And he's going to come and talk to us about why the church needs to wake up. And that's part of what you're doing, Evelyn, is trying to wake him up on this very fundamental, important issue of the right to life. If we don't have the right to life, which God gives, it's an unalienable right and yet we're alienating uh, thousands here in Illinois every single year. I wouldn't be surprised if we hit 10,000 a year now that Illinois has become a destination point for abortion. It used to be between three and three, 3,500 abortions done a year in Illinois. But now we're thinking it's going to double, if not triple, here in Illinois which is sad. So going back to the point that Evelyn made, pray, pray, pray for God's mercy. And then pray for Evelyn. Please pray for Evelyn as she goes out there, that she would be given a platform and that her message would resonate in the hearts and mind of Christians. May some be convicted, may some be stirred up to be able to get involved in this because we could use more prayer warriors and volunteers and and pro-life activists in our culture, now more than ever. All right. Thank you, Evelyn. And once again, if folks would like to uh, come oh, yes. to our banquet, you need to, uh, <laughs> you can go register online at IllinoisFamily.org, IllinoisFamily.org. And we're at a new place this year in Bolingbrook, the Bolingbrook Country Club. So oh, we're, Bolingbrook we're kind Golf of in Club. the southwest suburbs yeah. Yeah. In, in near, um, well, just actually south, uh, is it west of Joliet? Uh, I'd say a little north of Joliet. North of Joliet. <laughs> yeah, north right. of Joliet. Joliet. Right. But then I'm not a geography major. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you can go online, IllinoisFamily.org, click events, and you can register right there. Or you can give us a call at 708-781-9328. But don't delay because we're selling tickets very fast and we're about two-thirds of the way sold out as so. of right now. So act today. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Please tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. And until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. Amen. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.